Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, all things Cleveland sports, with your host, John Suchan. And good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. I'm your host, John Suchan, and we are here today with Andy of NFL Outdated. If you are a um, social media buff like I am on the X on Twitter, uh, Andy is, uh, helps run this NFL Outdated uh, site, and he has over the years, and uh, I've had Andy on as a guest uh, over the past uh, couple of years, I think now, with uh, – uh, here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast, and he is a big Chicago Bears fan. As as you can see, if you're watching this on the X, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, he is uh, sporting his. I believe is that the uh, Walter Payton 34. Yeah, and so it's actually a custom Walter Payton 34 jersey sweatshirt. So, oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. Well, you know, I had to have you on, uh, Andy, because I immediately thought of you when you know this week as we prepare the Browns prepare to play the Chicago bears. Uh, I've had an opportunity to be on your show in the past. And I, I knew, you know, everything about the NFC and the North and uh, we've talked about the bears and the Packers and you actually live up there in, in the Wisconsin region, right? More closer to green Bay or Milwaukee. Yes. You're, you're yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, your bears, you know, uh, story. How did you become a bear fan? Yeah, absolutely. So actually I grew up in Iowa and, um, I still have the, uh, the VHS of the Super Bowl shuffle and, uh-huh. um, you know, so that's kind of everything Chicago, um, uh, sports wise, but, 
um, over um, the course of the last, uh, you know, 15 years, I, I spent um, time in Minnesota and now in, in Wisconsin. So I've been in enemy territory uh, quite a bit. I actually um, had a chance to uh, live in Mankato during the Brett Favre years. Uh, so I um, okay. had a chance to kind of see that. Obviously, he didn't come to training camp, but um, uh, uh-huh. the, the Vikings training camp when it was in uh, Mankato was uh, an interesting experience. And, uh, um, you know, <laughs> NFC North. Um, yeah, yes. I, mean, I have definitely, you know, um, rep the bears, obviously it's, it's been a little bit harder, um, in years, uh, <laughs> recent years. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Last, last, uh, this past summer, I actually did get a chance to, um, to go to all four NSC North training camps in oh. about a five day uh, span. So it was a little bit, uh, a little bit hectic, um, a lot of driving, yeah. um, but I learned a lot of things. And, oh, I bet. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it was Happy to report that the the worst overall um, uh, training camp of the NFC North is <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. So, really? Uh, yes. Really? Just food? Tell just, what? Like oh, just everything that they 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 offer there? Yeah, I mean the biggest thing is kind of the food um, and, and just the setup. Uh, they have probably the best um, access to players as they okay. kind of ride down to training camp. Sure. Um, but uh, there's just one stadium and, you know, not a lot of seating and it's, you know, hard to really see practices going on. The okay. sound was not, uh, it was cutting out. And so I was uh, happy to uh, um, report that on, on uh, Twitter X, uh, um, my disappointment. Yes. But uh, where, um, no, where do they train? Tell me again, where do they, where do the Packers train? Yeah. Right, right uh, down the road from uh, Lambeau. So they, just Oh, so kinda, they're right there. They are. Much. Yep. And they just kind of, the, the players ride their bikes uh, down, you know, right down to the field, but it's a really small kind of field. Uh, okay. Or, um, and, um, uh, so it, it is going to be interesting in 2025 when they have the, uh, draft there, uh, because there was very, oh. uh, yeah, there was very little, um, security, uh, you know, like <laughs> they had a couple of, uh, gates, uh, set up toward, yeah. uh, you know, the practice field, but everything else yeah. was open. So yeah. as they were riding their bikes down, um, uh-huh. well, before and after practice, yeah. um, people were just kind of going right up to them and stopping uh-huh. them. And, and some of the lesser known, uh, you know, players were, you know, very happy to sign autographs and, and yes. everything like that. And, um, but, uh, you know, even like a uh, Christian Watson was, was good about signing for quite yeah. a bit and, and, and all of that. So it's, um, you know, but just overall, you know, logistically, it's going to be an interesting well, feat. You know, I didn't I, know that they were having the, the NFL draft in, in green Bay, then that's going to be a, that's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, this coming year in 2024, uh, it's going to be in Detroit, and I already have okay. my uh, hotel reserved for that. Uh, wow. Off the kids, and you um, went last year, right? Didn't you go? Yep. Where's it in Kansas? You went down to it Kansas City. Kansas City, and that was yes. just a, a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, kind of enclosed in one area. So it, uh-huh. it was well done. Um, yeah, you should have come to Cleveland a year, a year or two before. I know when we had it here, it was pretty cool. But and it was yeah. Like, and stuff and so but it was really neat i was mm-hmm. went down there and they, they did a good job yeah they and, and you know we had a chance on the last day um it was free to kind of go in the uh, um the draft lobby and so uh we went in we we're like right. five five rows from the uh stage the when yeah when uh puka nakua was getting trade or drafted when oh yeah um, when um uh, jaron hall for the vikings so in the fifth yeah. you know six rounds so, and w- 
Will you take your family again with you to Detroit or what will you do this? Yeah, time? I'll take, I'll take my two kids and, and myself, uh-huh. the three of us will yeah. go. And nice. um, yeah, so it's kind of just a, a fun um, experience to, to share with them. And yeah, uh, um, we'll see. We spent, uh, um, you know, all day that first Thursday, we were there from like 7am uh-huh. to like uh, 930 at night. It was a long day, just kind of waiting and making right. sure we get uh, as right. close because we got, we got just at the edge of the, uh, uh, of the draft lobby, you have to like um, know somebody or you know pay a lot of money to actually be in the draft lobby. The f- yes, uh, first right. couple of um, right, and that's what yeah. happened. I know when I went, yeah, we were outside of that, but I, I think I got tickets for the one one we had one uh, night that I went. Uh, the other you had to pay separately, I think, for the other ones, and so yeah, uh, we didn't do that. But that's that's really cool. I didn't realize. I mean that that that's a real big commitment and uh, i really love that and now have you been to any like a super bowl have you ever done any of those things i have not that's kind of on my bucket list but you uh-huh. know when you talk about the super bowl and, and you know a lot of nfl games um with tvs and with everything now yeah. uh, it is almost better to watch it from from your home yes you know yes. like I, I have uh last year i went to a couple bear games and um you know really enjoyed the experience and, and yes had a chance to interview the the bears uh, pa announcer he also announces for the Bulls. oh okay and, yes uh, you know tim he's a you know fantastic guy um yeah and and so uh, one of the games last year went up and kind of met him and got a picture with yeah. him and, and, and all of that and uh, so it's really cool to kind of hear uh, you know someone you know kind of over the the PA yeah and, and yeah absolutely that's yeah. cool yeah and so they they do I, I feel like the NFL does a good job as far as you know um, you know pregame and, and in game experiences and, and everything mm-hmm. but uh, you know when it gets to be colder uh, you know in the <laughs> year and you know that you know. Yes. With the Browns, it just, yes. you know, sometimes it is better just to kind of be watching the games. Well, at, at and home. that's what I have season tickets uh, to mm-hmm. the Brownies. And uh, we are, um, well, I'm not going up tomorrow. I'm not able to get up there tomorrow. But it's the the weather is actually pretty mild. Probably mm-hmm. where you're at, too. It might be mm-hmm. mild there. And un- unlike other winters, I think. Um, but anyway, we can't always get up there. But, like, you're right. Like, the, the TV experience and being able to see everything um, in the warmth of your house <laughs> uh, this time of the year is always, it was pretty cool. So, and I have a, I live down here in the Columbus area. So it's, it's a good two, two and a half hour mm-hmm. uh, jaunt up, up to the Cleveland area. So um, yeah, I'll be at home anyway tomorrow, but um, I, so yeah, the, well, a lot of questions for you today and, and you know, mm-hmm. you are bears um, follower and you, and you, by the way, speaking of the AFC or the NFC North, you're I'm I'm um thankful for the Minnesota Vikings right now. I've got I'm watching you up watch to my too. right. Yeah. yeah. And so your Vikings just took the lead late. They had a lead, a comfortable lead over the Bungles, but mm-hmm. uh the Bungles came back. I tied it, but now I didn't see exactly how they got the touchdown to put them ahead here, but Minnesota is in the lead and mm-hmm. the Browns fans um you know, we do, we don't think that the Bengals are much of a threat to us, but this would be good if they lose. On our end. Now for you, what does this do for you guys for the N- NFC and well, your division? Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's interesting, right? Because I think the Vikings are an interesting point and I've been going back and forth even t- uh, today uh, yeah. on, on Twitter with uh, some uh, Vikings uh, uh, friends. Uh-huh. And um, I think, you know, they have been a mirage last year and, and yeah. even this year. And I think, you know, anytime, 
um, they may get a win. I mean, cause their defense has really yes. kept them in it yeah. and everything. So they may get a win, but I just don't see them winning. Um, cause I, I had made a case <laughs> even before the Raiders game that they could lose out. And yes. so they, they may win this game, but I don't see them winning the, the rest of their, the, the other three so games. I, the, 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 the caught my interest today is that Nick Mullins, who used to play for the Brownies, uh, mm. two seasons ago has, uh, it's funny now because the Vikings and the Browns have a, some overlap with some of their uh, personnel at the, at the front office areas mm-hmm. and stuff. And so uh, somebody like Josh Dobbs, um, what happened to Josh Dobbs? Did he get hurt again prior to this game or no, he's just terrible. He, he it, just, it, I, as, <laughs> you, as you know, I mean, there's, is I that mean, why they went with Nick Mullins? Really? Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it was a great story, right? You know, right. But there's a reason he bounced around. And, <laughs> and so uh, in, in the, uh, you could tell, well, don't tell in- Browns fans that because Browns fans think that, you know, he was the second coming of whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the rocket man, we, you know, he was a rocket scientist or, you know, yeah. he, he's a great guy, but I didn't oh, realize yeah. that they, he got benched. I thought maybe not only be- that he's the third string now this for this week. Wow. See, Browns fans, you can only know that here. You're probably not paying attention to the Josh Dobbs story, but mm -hmm. Andy here of NFL Update just shared some really interesting news, which we're not able to, we're not following Josh's Dobbs, you know, every moment. But after everything went down with Deshaun and everything and like, oh, should we have gotten rid of Josh Dobbs at the start of the season? And that was a risk. Well, now we got Joe Flacco, you know, ancient Joe Flacco and, but some people were saying, oh, we should have kept on the Josh Dobbs because he was doing all these spectacular mm-hmm. things. But he was the he was doing the same that sort of flavor of the of the of the season uh, back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. two summers ago when everybody was talking about him coming out of Brown's training camp. And um, anyway, so now so he's sitting. Nick Mullins is playing. So who's the second string now for Minnesota? Jaron Hall, the the rookie. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, it is interesting, obviously, you know, when you talk about it, he's, he's got some talent, right. But there's yeah. the reason he's bounced around. And I think, um, you know, NFL defenses and defensive coordinators smart, you know, uh, once they have some tape on, on a quarterback, yep. you know, they know what to do. And, yep. um, you know, that's even, uh, um, I mean, apparent in, um, you know, this all the, there's so many this season, there's so many backup quarterback stories, right? right? And, um, like even Mullins, I mean, um, he may have a good game this week, but then, you know, when you talk about the next three games, the Lions twice right. and the, in the Packers, okay. I just don't, yeah, I just don't see so they them. still have to play the Lions twice. Yes. Wow. Yep. And I don't see them beating the Packers either with the way the Packers are playing. Although, yeah. you know, uh, the Packers did, you know, um, you know, have a, a say crap to bed uh, on the Giants, <laughs> yes. which I did call because I think yes. Love what was the has, final score in that game? What they it was like 24 22 or something, but yeah, I think okay. Uh, Love has a hard time on the road, right? And right, um, you know, so I it, it, it's well, so probably I know be we're a, both I'm watching the watching what's happening at the end of this Bengals game. We're both, yeah, I, yeah. I got the game on. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you're ahead of me with your uh, stream here, but um. I got a minute, 56 seconds here, uh, yep, second same. and three. Is yep. that about? Okay. Same, so the yeah. Bengals are driving. Uh, Browns fans might be watching this too. But um, so we got the Browns playing the ba- or the Bears, the Bears, the mm-hmm. Bears. And, uh, you know, coming into this game, I know they're five and eight, mm-hmm. but they've been winning and they just beat the Lions, correct? Mm-hmm. And so Browns fans are were a three-point favorite. 
think the over-under is like 37 or 38. And the Browns are coming off uh, a good win. And But as a Browns fan, we're always a little bit nervous. Um, and just want your initial take and your assessment on where the Bears are coming into this game and should the Browns be concerned Should the and the fans. Yeah, so it's it's been such an interesting season for both teams, right? You know, with with the Bears, I feel like mm. you know they started off zero and four, yeah, and now they're five and four. Uh, and, yep. uh So it, it's just been a, a tale of you know two uh, parts of the season. And mm-hmm. um, when we talk about like uh, quarterbacks and players mm-hmm. uh, learning, um, I feel like you know now um, it's also on coaches learning. Yeah, and so and. and and that was the frustrating thing as we started the season for the bears is that there was so much hype about, you know, what we we're going to do with fields and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And then we went into week one and, and <laughs> there it was just, it was, it was ridiculous, you know, just yeah. the, the coaching decisions and everything. And yeah. so um, a big part of it is uh, in the off season, Luke Getze, they tried to change uh, and they did change um, Justin Fields, uh, his footwork. And okay. tried to make him into something he's not. They tried to kind of alter mm-hmm. um, what he's been doing, and so that you saw a lot of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of issues, and then coaching issues, and so uh, and now this win streak that they've had these last, you know, uh, mm-hmm. well nine games being five and four, mm-hmm. um, you've seen some coaching decisions kind of uh, uh, improve, and so mm-hmm. it, it's been interesting. I've been on the track of like we need to fire um, just. Mm-hmm to fire the whole coaching staff. And, yeah. and, but the thing is with that coaching staff, we have a head coach um, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He doesn't even have, uh, he actually had to fire his defensive coordinator. And there's another uh, uh, player on his, or another coach on the staff. He's had to fire because of HR issues this year. Okay. And so he's been the head coach, but also the the defensive coordinator. And when he was has been the defensive coordinator, he mm-hmm. has really um, called some good games. And I think mm-hmm. um, that it's really helped, uh, um, you know, just the the team in the win streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing that I think the Browns should be worried about is Montez Sweat. You know, when he um, like mm-hmm. here's the the Montez Sweat effect. Had, yes, <laughs> since since he has uh, been uh, you know uh, on the Bears. Yes. Yeah. Bears are fifth in passing yards per game allowed, 180.6. Mm-hmm. Ninth in points per game, only 18.2. Mm-hmm. Fifth in total yards per game, mm-hmm. and they are tied for second in forced turnovers. Four uh, with interception, uh, nine interceptions, and two forced fumbles. So, what he allows, right. um, you know, the Bears to do, he really allows the rest of the defense uh, to uh, defensive players really to to kind of. Uh, use their talent. You know, Jalen Johnson's coming on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. really helps when you actually have pressure uh, yep. from that front, uh, you know, group. And we Bears, we have not had that. And so that yeah. that's that's when, huge. When, when they got him, that was several weeks ago when they were still mm-hmm. struggling. And I think at the time there was a lot of question marks about why the move, why w- was the move made? I mean, and obviously it's it's definitely helped the Bears. It has, it has. And, and, and I think what it was, you know, obviously the coaching staff, but then also the, uh, the general manager kind of uh, sensing uh, mm-hmm. they didn't, needed to do something to, to change this around. Cause you know, whether it's uh-huh. fans or even yeah. um, in the front office, Ke- Kevin Warren, mm-hmm. um, you know, was trying to make mm-hmm. uh, decisions about next year, yeah. they needed to do something and they needed a player to, to make a splash. And yes. not only for 
uh, for now, but for long term. And so that was a good thing that to get him ahead yeah, he's of a pretty young still, right? I mean, he's he is. And to get him ahead of uh, a premier player like that, to get him ahead of, um, you know, free agency and and mm-hmm. get him in the building. And now they have him locked up, signed it, it, that. Right. That is a huge thing to, to not yeah. go into the offseason okay. and try to sign him. So, yeah, Let me, let's take a quick break here in the Johnny Cleveland podcast and we will be right back. We've got Andy of the NFL Outdated. Okay, we are back from those tantalizing uh, commercials or scintillating um, commercials. Thank you, uh, Andy. Again, here of the NFL Outdated. If you follow him, um, him on the X, uh, are there other places to follow you at, or is that that's your primary uh, social media spot? There is it. And how do I? How do we find you on on there? Yeah, NFL Outdated on on Twitter X, uh, but then also mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube. Uh, just mm-hmm. NFL Outdated on YouTube as well. Okay, good, good. So we were talking about Montez Sweat and and the Bears and kind of what some of their strengths are and really how they've really winning a little bit more now and doing some really good things. And so coming into this game, um, I think Browns fans are are you know expecting the the Browns to do kind of what they did last week. But with as a Browns fan, long long term, it's you just never know with the Browns and. Uh, so I think the Browns are in a position this year where they are they are they feel a little different as a as a team as a group. We've got Coach Steph, Kevin Stefanski. I call him Steady Eddie. Um, he's in his fourth year now, and the players uh, they've got a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. The players, the defensive coordinators, all these folks, they seem to be connecting more. And the the, the conversations, you know, when you're winning players are more positive they're talking about trust and all these things that are happening so it was good that the browns got this win and they're kind of in this fight now for the playoffs uh where do you as as a bears fan what are you most uh looking at going into this game what are you nervous about what do you think where do you see the bears have an advantage where do you see the browns having advantages on on those on those points yeah, I, I think um, when you look at uh, that, I think uh, the biggest thing I think, you know, advantage for the Bears is the health of the Browns, right? You know, yeah. I, I think that's. Uh, uh, yeah, the IR is a popular right. place. Right. I think and, half the team's there now. And the other thing, obviously, we talk about Montez Sweat, but, you know, with Joe Flacco, yes, he is mm-hmm. a, a veteran, um, you mm-hmm. know, and so you worry a little bit about that. But, you know, be, him being a traditional pocket passer, if the mm-hmm. Bears can kind of, you know, get that push uh, and, and, and really kind of. Uh, yeah. And when you look at the Bears linebackers, I mean, the length mm-hmm. that they, ha- they have mm-hmm. just, I mean, they can take away some Strong, of those, yeah. some of those, uh, um, you know, uh, passing their lanes. strength is again and their strength though from what i've read is they they have a they're strong against the run mm-hmm. correct and they're yes. a little bit weaker against the pass they are and that's that's kind of been um obviously uh, um you know from the beginning of the year um mm-hmm. that's changed a little bit jalen mm-hmm. Johnson is coming on um, yeah. but it, it the biggest thing you know with that is uh also um on the, the other side of the ball, you got, you know, rookie Tyreek Stevenson, um, that's, you know, kind of coming on as well. So mm-hmm. I think, um, uh, but when you have, when you can actually have that, that front pressure mm-hmm. and if they can, you know, really pressure Joe Flacco, um, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily looking at this to be a high scoring game. No. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
Um, but I, I really think when you look at the Bears and what the, they've been able to do defensively, that mm. takes a lot of pressure off of uh, Justin mm-hmm. Fields and she, and the offense. Yes. And, yeah. And on the offensive side of the ball for the Bears, um, their line has really started to, uh, you know, uh, solidify. Mm-hmm. And you know, Tevin mm-hmm. Jenkins is really, you know, coming on as a solid player and, and really okay. just, you know, making some solid blocks. And yeah. You know, so that offensive line is really starting to hold up. It's mm-hmm. a far cry from uh, two years ago when um, <laughs> Justin Fields is, uh, was just thrown in there, uh, number one, um, with a porous offensive line, but number yes. two, with a, a poor um, offensive, uh, you know, scheme and play call. Uh, yeah. You know, so um, I am a little bit worried about, you know, Miles Garrett, right, and, mm-hmm. and um, that defense. But um, if the Bears are able to, um, you know, really kind of uh, slow down that that Cleveland offense, I think mm-hmm. it will. Um, you know, Justin Fields will be able to get a little bit more comfortable and just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bears, they've really done a good job about, yeah, the running the ball as well. On yeah, and, um, and Dante Foreman, who was on the. Um, was inactive, you know, the first part mm-hmm. of the season. They yeah. really relied on him. Uh, Khalil Herbert is is not necessarily 100, mm-hmm. percent um, but it, it, you know, the committee between him and and Rashawn Johnson. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. I mean, when when you yes. get him the ball, he runs hard. And, that and kid he, is from Texas, correct? He, is. I love that kid coming out of the draft. Just thought he'd be great as a Brown. I wrote about him, I think, one time mm-hmm. as well. Um, just, I yeah, like the kid. Just a good runner, got good instincts, powerful. I mean, got speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see him then tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, that's that's the hope. Uh, hope that uh, you see him. But you know, um, I'm thinking Dante Foreman will be relied on as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, if if they can really, you know. Uh, do some of that. And then also, uh, um, so with mm-hmm. the running, but then also mm-hmm. with the, uh, moving the pocket with, with Justin Fields and just mm-hmm. allowing him to, to do a little bit more with, right. with Luke, Luke Getzey. I think the last few games, they have kind of gone back and allowed him to kind of do a little bit more uh, of what he's comfortable with. And, and that's, yeah. um, that's helped as well. So yeah, yeah th- this game, it, it really could go either way. You know, obviously you look mm-hmm. at records and, um, and <laughs> I don't those- even think about records when these two, like when the Browns play, it's like, you just, it's almost you, they've had, the Browns have had success, but I still feel like this, the Browns are the, the Browns. I know people don't like to say that. And even with this more positive sort of vibe that I've been talking about, you just, Browns are still always the Browns to me because I, I don't see until I can see this Browns team like beating a Bears team convincingly, um, a team that they should, they're a, a, a favorite, they're at playing at home. Um, if they can't, if this game is tight tomorrow and it comes down to the wire, and again, these are these are moments where I think the Browns, if they really legitimately want to look like and feel like to the fan base or fans like me who are maybe a little bit more cautious, um, and maybe not as reactive as I am sometimes, I, they, I think they really need to get a, a solid win here. But I agree with your take that this game could be close. And in all honesty, I don't, it shouldn't be, but the Browns are the Browns. So, okay. I'm. Well, no, I so that was the question. Um, are, are the running backs for the Browns healthy? 
Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you've got Jerome Ford, who, mm-hmm. you know, he's had his moments. They, they've been using him out of the backfield and in, you know, the passing game a little bit, which I think he's doing well at. Um, the, the, the issue with Jerome Ford is tomorrow when you're watching him, if he starts going sideways, he likes to run sideways mm-hmm. uh, because he, he can't hit a pocket. He can't find the hole. Um, he's inexperienced with that, or he just doesn't do a, a real good job with that. And when, after having Nick Chubb and spoiling Browns fans for all these years, when you see another running back come into the, into the mix, like Jerome Ford, and he's not running the ball, like <laughs> Nick Chubb or even close to it, it's like, ah, uh. and a lot of people are going like, well, you know, the kid's doing good Jerome Ford now. And he's, you know, he's in his second year. He's, and he's shown us some highlights. He's run off a couple big runs. I think he had a big run against the Cincinnati or the Pittsburgh Steelers in, in one game and some other, you know, so he's doing some good things, but Mm -hmm. the other guys back there, I mean, Kareem Hunt Mm -hmm. has really come forward and um, done some good things coming in for Nick Chubb. He was sitting at on his couch, you know, and so bringing him in, he's, I think he's got five or six rushing touchdowns this year and he really has sparked that part of the ball for the team. And I think kind of that motivated the other kid that you might hear tomorrow is Pierre strong. Mm-hmm. Who's the South Dakota Jackrabbit who I love. And the guys here on our podcasting group uh, talk a lot about, and a lot of people would like to see a little bit more of Pierre strong. He's six, one just runs the ball with more finesse. Um, but he, he's had made some, made some mistakes here and there. And so he hasn't gotten, the ball as much, but yeah, as far as the run game, it's pretty solid. Um, even in the absence of Nick Chubb, that Nick Chubb injury really has hit all of us Browns fans hard. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of even now and why I'm not as optimistic about every week because you just, it's a, you're, you're almost still guessing you, you see good things, but like before last week's win against Jacksonville, the Browns went out West to play the Broncos and the LA Rams, two teams, that are struggling, but you know, we got Denver when they were coming off of a four or five game win streak out in Denver, where it's harder than hell to win as a Browns fan. Um, and then you got the Rams who have Matthew Stafford, who's historically, even when he was with the lions would kill the Browns. So the guy knows how to play and win against the Cleveland Browns. And that's what he did. And they've got that kid that you mentioned earlier that got drafted to, this rookie that um, for the Rams, who's, yep. yeah, who's like having a hell of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those things happen. I know that it's hard to win on the road, but the, the Browns should have won at least one of those games and, and they didn't. And so, you know, for me as a Browns fan, it's like, okay, now we now it's good to get that win in Jacksonville. I was doubting that coming into that game with uh, Trevor Lawrence, even though he was, coming off of an ankle injury or, you know, um, so it's good. We'll see, see if the Browns can build on momentum. That's where I think the bears are coming in pretty strong. And you talked about Montez sweat and all these sort of things. Uh, and just this big win against the lions. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say like, you know, um, uh, what one, uh, other point on the, the running backs, um, you know, the bears have had troubles with, uh, running backs that can catch out of the backfield. I mean, week one, Aaron Jones just killed the bears, you know, so, so that's okay. been an issue. Um, yeah. 
but uh, when when you look at um yeah i mean they they've got these wins and really uh, this is the second time the bears have dominated lions they dominated in detroit yeah. and they just couldn't um you know because of the their conservative play calling um they they couldn't uh, so finish it off let me ask you this just a quick side note about the lions where do you sit with the lions because you do have the upper hand against the lions but most teams don't this year, I think the Lions sit at what nine and four or ten and three or something like that. And there's a lot of people around the league that think that the Lions are really good, but the Bears have almost beat them twice. Yeah, I, I think a, a big part of it is the the defense, you know, and and what they've been able to do with Jared Goff. And so I do like the Lions, but I think um, you know Jared Goff is in kind of a tailspin, and and, and mm. if he can't pull it together, I mean, he's really got to you know stop. Uh, turn the ball over and and um, so I, I that's the the thing and, and obviously just talking to um, my guy seventh letter uh, or on our um, uh-huh. threes and four podcast you know they the Lions need to run the ball and so you get you have an offensive coordinator like Ben Johnson for the Lions yeah. and and who you know sometimes when you have those offensive coordinators uh, who you know, think they're the smartest person in the room. They try to get too cute. Right. Yes. And, and that's what Luke Getzey has done for uh, the bears. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, been worrisome throughout uh, this year is that he had never called plays in the NFL. He he yeah. was the quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. you know? Yes. And, um, and so, you know, thought he was too smart, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for, for everyone else. And, and, and so, um, he has, you know, uh, just, you know, made some errors and, and just not really trusting the quarterback yeah. and the, the uh, you know, so that, that's, that does worry me as far as, um, you know, uh, you know, going forward in this game, mm-hmm. it, it, this really is, it is a toss up, but I think, you know, this um, it's an important game, you know, Bears yeah. and Browns, um, you know, when you well, look I, at I, I'm, I'm holding my hat. I mean, I'm holding hope that, I mean, the Browns defense and the Browns home crowd, it's going to be a frenzy. Yes. It's funny. I was, I don't know if you've followed any of what I've talked about on our podcast this week or on social media, but like um, I couldn't go to the game last week either, unfortunately. And uh, you could, I couldn't sell my ticket because you could buy tickets online for like five or 10 bucks. I almost um, actually bought for this game. And I was like, yeah. Oh, and I so then this yeah. game, this game, it's um, it's they're they're more, but mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, my face value, my ticket is eighty five bucks, and I'm in the upper deck. Really mm-hmm. great location, by the way. If you want my tickets, um, <laughs> so you can contact me, direct message me on on the X um, at John Suchan. Uh, so anyway, uh, but it is it'll be interesting to, to tomorrow because the Browns. I think getting that win and the fans are crazy. That's why I think Andy, you'd love the experience of coming to a Browns uh, event or a game Mm -hmm. down the line, because uh, we are a crazy bunch of Browns fans. It's on my bucket. It's definitely, definitely, um, I've been to some other stadiums. I will say this going out to Kansas city. I lived in Kansas or Wichita for 25, 26 years. And I, even had I actually had don't tell anybody don't tell Browns fans I had season tickets to the Chiefs. The only reason I did that that was back in the early or the mid nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. was because I was a school teacher or school counselor and whatnot, and they were offering get this you could get season tickets in Kansas City in the um, for five hundred dollars a piece wow. for the season for the season. So I spent I was spending I think actually. 
was it the season? Yeah, I think it was the season, which is just crazy. I think I mm-hmm. spent may it might have been even two fifty for the year. I don't know. It was crazy cheap. Yeah, and they this is for uh, educators, and it was just I had them for like two years. I'd sell them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all my friends who wanted to go to the see the Smart. there were a lot of Steeler fans. Steeler fans are everywhere across the country. You know, Cowboy mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kansas City Chiefs fans are, are are passionate. Your Bears fans, the Bears, they, they you've got a loyal fan base. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers. Um, but anyway, you got to come to Cleveland sometime. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, we actually did go to uh, Cincinnati for a Reds game. Um, oh, uh, last this now past they're summer. passionate baseball fans. That's a great baseball is. Uh, the, the the number one there in Cincinnati, I think. The game we went to was the Ellie Dela Cruz cycle game. Oh wow! So that was, um, but it was I, I had bought tickets, um, you know, well in advance before the Reds were good, and yeah, maybe uh, two rows from in, in the outfield from, from yeah. the field. Yeah, um, it was super cheap, and so that yes. was that's I like that. Um, you know, uh, I definitely. Um, I'd love to, you know, visit as many different stadiums, but yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of drove, yeah. drove by obviously pay but would love to, you know, go to, uh, the Browns, uh, game for yeah, sure. Yeah. It'd be great. If you, and if you do let, let me know, we'll have, we'll, 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 uh, we'll get together then because, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great fan base and, uh, you know, the Browns backers are, are worldwide and I was the president of the Browns backers in Wichita and they still, they still get together 30, 40 people strong every Sunday they're in the middle of Kansas. Um, mm. I even see we have fan base uh, even over in England. Paul Brown is a fan of the uh, not that he used to be the, obviously the, the the founder of the Browns, but there's another Paul Brown from England, mm-hmm. and he's always um, they have a group there in in the northern part of England that they get together and they watch the Browns together. So it's just crazy. So um, where are you? So to, for tomorrow, what are what are your expectations? Um, you said earlier, it sounds like it's going to be a uh, low scoring affair. Where do, where do you, th- how do you think this all pans out for both teams? Yeah. I, it, like I said, and I'm going to guess you're going to take the bears, but okay. So yeah, I, I feel like it's a game that, that it's an important game because you know, uh, this, this game, uh, can really, uh, you know, alter the season for both franchises. Right. You yeah. know, uh, this game, if the Bears can, are going to win this game, uh, mm-hmm. this could really, uh, um, you know, catapult them into uh, the playoff consideration. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I'd said that they were going to win out and, and come to Green Bay or do the Green Bay, uh, you know, for a playoff spot in Week mm-hmm. 18. That would be crazy. okay. That um, would be crazy. Now, will you go? Will you go to that game? I, I've thought about it. It's a possibility. Yeah. Um, by, 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 by the way, we're in fourth and inches here. I'm watching yeah, this. I don't know I was, if you've seen it. Did it, did it play for you they yet? Didn't get it. They uh, didn't get it. They, did they not didn't get, get it. it. No. Nope, oh, so it's it. they got Cincinnati's stopped ball. short. Cincinnati's got the ball back. Can you believe oh. they tried, tried to try the, uh, uh, play twice. They had 13 inches and then they're, they're definitely short. They're looking at, that's just nuts. So, so if they, Yeah. So, so that's that's a possibility that that, that the uh, it could come down to week eighteen. So this uh, it's it set up for the Bears defense. The Bears defense has really kind of carried them these last few games, right? Mm-hmm. And and I I think uh, that can be huge uh, in mm-hmm. this game. And that is one of the main reasons I I am picking the Bears to win this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also look at um, 
you know, Justin Fields and the last mm-hmm. time he played the Browns. And yes, I think, um, you know, Miles Garrett is a problem and he is the best uh, defense. Right. I think that, that they face. Now, he hasn't had a sack in like three weeks. That's everybody's talking about, but he gets double and triple team. Like I, so yeah. So I think that's, that's going to be uh, um, the key. Um, this bears offensive line has really started to gel and they have, have really mm-hmm. uh, come on these last few weeks in this, you know, as yeah. well. And, you know, when they, when they face the, the Raiders as, you know, worried about uh, the Raiders, um, mm-hmm. Uh, I can't yeah. think of his name right now. Um, so I was worried about uh, um, uh, Max Crosby. It's worried about Max Crosby. Yes. And so um, offensive, offensively, with with some of the the uh, plays that they've done, I, I think um, that will definitely. Um, hopefully, they can neutralize him or move mm-hmm. the pocket a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The last game versus the Lions, what they did is they, they pulled out a, a a new play that they they put in the uh, mm-hmm. um, week before, okay. um, handing the ball off to DJ Moore, and that was a touchdown. Right. Mm, and so yes. I, right. So I, I saw that. Uh, yep. So I, I think that can uh, um, really be a factor for the bears if they can move the pocket and if they can do some different mm. things. Um, yeah. And also, um, you know, maybe uh, with, uh, there was that t- touchdown to DJ Moore as well, drawing um, uh, Aiden Hutchinson off the ball. Right. You okay. Know, right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and so if they can do some of those things to, to really um, neutralize that defensive front from, from yeah. the Browns, um, I think that'll be huge. Um, Justin Fields' mobility will be huge, and I just if they get you know, the lead, if they get the lead early, do you think? I mean, I think that that's what worries me as a Browns fan is like if the Bears take the lead early, I think that's going to be hard for the Browns. I think it it'll if the Browns can get the lead early early themselves, I think that that I, I think whoever gets the lead early is going to be really in the driver's seat. I I, I believe tomorrow, but I, I do agree. Um, the Bears have you know given up some late leads, um, mm-hmm. and you know uh, with the the Lions. But it, it has been, you know, and obviously I'm sure, you know, with the Browns, Joe Flacco, it's it's a good story, right? Um, but yeah. there's another, there's a reason why, why he has also bounced around as well. You know, yes. he's, he's a veteran. He's got talent. Yes. Um, he hasn't stuck in any place, you know. Um, <laughs> and so if you have, a, um, I mean. We just like to- having him on the Browns now because he has like, he would crush us as he, he had the best winning percentage or most wins against us than any other team in the NFL. All right. In his time with the Baltimore Ravens, yes, I was just hoping the uh, it would be a PJ Walker game uh, since he started <laughs> since he started the season with the Bears. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I, been, okay. Yeah. You know, I I think PJ Walker has got the raw deal here in Cleveland. I, I I know he didn't. He got two wins for the Browns, you know, and he was almost got a th- third win. And I know people complain about he wasn't very. Um, oh boy, Cincinnati just scored. Oh, did they score? Um, well, not yet, but okay. Oh I saw God. I saw him get wow. the big long run. Yeah. Sorry, I just he just no. he almost got the ball, almost got intercepted, and then somehow he got the ball, and now oh, the Bengals yeah. are going to kick a winning field goal and win. Man, well, Browns fans, sorry about that, but the Bengals are still in the hunt. See, I think for the Browns, see, this is they've all Browns fans already chalked up a win down in Cincinnati in the last week of the season. I'm like, that's five weeks away or four mm-hmm. weeks away still. And you're, you're already calling it a win. And I'm like, you got to go. That's going to be, I mean, if the playoffs are on the line, they got to go down to Cincinnati. That's why a game like today or tomorrow for both clubs. I mean, it's so, it's a big game. It is. Well, it's, and so I also did notice, uh, and I also have on fantasy. It looks like Jamar chase was injured in this game. Yes. 
Um, so that could be an issue. I mean, you you have a war of attrition in, in some of these playoff teams. It's it's so crazy. You look at the AFC and and the beginning of the year, everyone said, well, this is the deepest, you know, yeah. uh, d- uh, deepest conference. But you've got playoff teams with all yeah. these major injuries. The Browns, I mean, just the fact that the Browns are eight and five and still in it with Nick Chubb hurt. Well, and, and what happened this week Sean was literally yeah. Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, they, they announced like four major players even beyond who you just mentioned, uh, including Grant Delpit, the guy, their safety who just signed this long-term deal. He, he tore his groin apparently. Then you got Maurice Hurst who was having a fantastic like resurgence of his career. He's out because he tore something. You got Obi-Wan Kenobi. I call him Obi-Wan because I can't pronounce the guy's name from used to play for Houston and stuff. Ogan Joby. Yeah. yeah. So he tore his uh, pelvic or muscle. Um, You have Jedrick Wills, who was their starting left tackle who's been out for a few weeks. Then they announced suddenly that he just had surgery. Dewan Jones, who's this, uh, rookie from Ohio State, he it's announced he has surgery. So there were like five players. Then, if you want to add on top of misery for Brown or for Cleveland fans, their their basketball team in the same day lost Darius Garland, their starting point guard, and Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. their starting uh, big man, to injuries that are going to keep them out probably for two months. So I'm sorry, just I, I'm all over the place, but it, it is yeah. crazy. The IR should just put a stamp around on Cleveland that you know, just an IR medical you know symbol that we're we're a mess. But somehow you're right, we're eight and five. So you know, uh, I'd like to see parity in NFL, and and obviously if my Bears aren't going to be in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, that type of thing, I like to see different teams. Like you yeah. know, I I you know when the bears aren't facing the lions, I, I, I do cheer for the lions. I like, you know, that, that they've had a resurgence, you know, and, and um, yeah. they're fantastic training camp and everything, but the Browns are also there too. Like they're, they're, uh, you know, a franchise that hasn't, you know, been there and you know, all of the um, issues that they've had, you know, the, yeah. the fumble and all those things. Right. And um, yes, the Bengals did win. So yeah, they just did. Um, but all those things. So the Browns are, are a team that, if my team's not facing, I definitely root for. Um, uh-huh. You want to see different teams, and I think um, this game, yeah, like it. I do think the Bears are going to win. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. like a twenty to thirteen Bears win. Yeah, you um, re- 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 you realize that Browns fans are going to flip out after if the Bears do win tomorrow, like you're predicting. It will be the longest week of all time again <laughs> in Cleveland. Um, people will want to fire Stefanski, even though. Um, he's been now going in his fourth year. It's all the people can hear complain about the play calling and the, um, and I complain too of the discrepancy between the run and the pass. It's, it's an ongoing debate amongst Browns fans for the ages, but, um, I'll, we're all, I'll be counting the number of runs tomorrow versus passes, uh, which is kind of crazy, but this see, this is how we're demented here in Cleveland. And we, we, we follow the game in kind of weird ways. Um, so anyway, uh, it should be real. It should be a great game tomorrow. Uh, and you're, you're, you're going to hold to that prediction. I'll have to, I'll have to contact you after, after you win. Feel or free. I, I I'm not all that confident though. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like anything can happen with that, that Cleveland defense, you know, and, um, you know, obviously you know, I think their advantage, the Browns defense's advantage tomorrow is they're playing the game at home, mm-hmm. um, which traditionally they've done pretty good this season. Um, they did get beat up pretty badly early in the year by the Baltimore uh, Ravens. 
but that was a game that we threw uh oh what's the kid Dorian Thompson Robinson the rookie yes. into yes. the fire and it wasn't a kind of a fair contest but right. I do think the Browns defense can thrive on that that defense or on the home crowd and I do mm-hmm. think the home crowd will be very into it early so I think that early those early moments in the game are going to be very important Justin Fields's memory of Miles Garrett in his face from two years ago um, or lying on the ground I'm, I'm hoping haunt him as he takes the field tomorrow <laughs> well but you know yeah it, it, it's wishful thinking I think um, when you look at Justin Fields I mean what I like about him is you know he is uh, you know, made a chance or made um, statements that he has been aware of all of the chatter about, you know, um, him being quarterback with the bears next year or not. And I just, he has, he's still, um, you know, very uh, even keel about things, you know, even when he had the fumbles against um, the fumbles, the late fumbles against the Vikings, those type of things. Like he is, you said he has to be better in in all of that. And and Justin Fields coming from the Ohio state, by the way, living here in Columbus, you know, we're all this chat. We're always talking about Ohio state, but Justin Fields, correct me if I'm wrong. He's really the first Buckeye quarterback in some time and now now he has cj stroud Mm -hmm. but now he was the first and now cj stroud who've kind of come out from ohio state and done relatively well um compared to previous attempts of ohio state buckeye quarterbacks it's so funny down here in columbus now we have all these high standards of buckeye quarterbacks that are currently playing and our latest one just went into the transfer portal Cal mccord yeah yeah but anyway i don't know i think justin fields is doing a really decent job uh i know know the record's kind of sub whatever but he you know he got into the nfl and he's making a name for himself i think i think he's here for the long term do you think that he stays with you guys or what what are you expecting i yes i i hope um and and think he may stay um just with with the draft capital that they're going to have and and i'm just i'm not a caleb williams believer yeah. in and part of the, the way you know you know uh quarterbacks uh they need mm-hmm. to be able to handle the media and yeah. it, you know there's some deficiencies in caleb williams game you know as far mm-hmm. as like your know, pocket presence and all of that yeah uh, but even be able to handle the media um, after this you know, losing season with the USC, he's just yeah. not been able to stand up. And, and if he's not able to do that in, in college, you yeah. know, what, how, how is that going to work in Chicago where the right. quarterback, I mean, is questioned every yeah. single day. You, and yeah, I'm sorry. And I was going to say, so, and, and this roster with uh, you know, what's being built now, um, mm-hmm. starting to be ready to win now. So mm-hmm. yes, the argument is get a rookie quarterback and start the clock all over again. Um, but when no. you have a DJ Moore, um, yep. when you have, you know, Montez, Sweat, Montez when have, Sweat, when you have some of these players that you're starting to lock up and, and starting yeah. to kind of ascend uh, Cole Komet, who's really emerging as a top uh-huh. five tight end, maybe yeah. top three tight end, mm-hmm. which, you know, as Bears fans, we weren't sure about that. We're like, why are we giving this guy money? He is really yeah. starting to kind of show out. So you have yeah. th- this kind of roster that's starting to build uh-huh. um, and why trade and, and Justin Fields, you know, for all the chatter, uh, you know, everyone's saying he's just a runner and all that. He's made some fantastic throws. Number one, mm-hmm. uh, Number two, he has a lot of support in that locker room. So that, yeah. that would be tough to kind of, yeah. okay, you're going to trade uh, 
that that could be. I mean, they could trade him or or whatever. But you're, yeah, you're going to lose that locker room, and when you really mm-hmm. uh, need to continue to build um, some yeah. stability and growth. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure you've seen that. You know, in Cleveland, with kind of what's what's happened with Deshaun Watson, and um, I mean, you need you want a quarterback <laughs> that's going to be a leader, right? Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure I, I've the heard Deshaun this- Watson saga is going to continue to be a saga until he leaves. Um, and we'll see. I, I think he's here long term, but, well, you know, we're, contract, we're, well, I mean, right? he has to. Yes. But the euphoria or I mean, the Browns fans are so fickle, me included, um, you know, with Flacco mania right now. And, you know, everything is instantaneous. I mean, that's what life is all about these days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've probably heard this argument and, and I think it's a, I think it's a really reasonable take. And I, I know there's a lot of supporters of someone like Deshaun Watson who say, well, it's ridiculous to even consider going with something else. And I know he's here long-term, but did you ever hear all this chatter over the last year or year? Well, the last year since Deshaun's gotten back, how, well, he was rusty. He's coming off of not playing for two years and he was rusty. He was rusty. How many games are we going to give him? How many games are we going to, oh, well, let's give him 10. Let's give him the six from last year and let's see how he's doing this year. And I, and I think he, what, he's four and one or five and one this year when he was playing with the Browns. But everybody complained about his rustiness and then how his spin on his ball looked. And so now you get this guy, this old timer, Joe Flacco, who's turning 39 in a, like a week. You know, and he comes in, he's firing bullets, and he's been sitting on his couch or at his mom's house having dinner on Sundays. And so it's like no one's talking about Joe Flacco being rusty. And I get that he's been around, but it's just so that's where there's a, all this conversation all the time about Deshaun. And I don't know. I think yeah, you're right. I think he's here long term, but I just don't know. So here's the problem I think in the NFL, right? And and this is why last year as a Bears fan, I was uh, more than happy to for the Bears to go three and um, you know fourteen, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. because you have to tear things down and think about the future. Yes, as a fan, you want your team to win every single game. Um, yeah, you know, especially like even last year, I was like, okay, I don't care if they win any other game. I just want them to beat the Packers just yeah happen, yeah right right and, and but you you get in the middle of the game and, and teams starting to be competitive you're like oh, i have to win this but here's the 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 issue with that like yes flacco may be able to get you a win now maybe he'll get yeah. you into the playoffs yeah but he's not gonna you know go very far but even if he does yeah he's not long term you no. absolutely know that and, and no. as an nfl you know general manager um the smart ones are thinking long term they're thinking yes. okay this is you know yes. uh what we need uh, down the road. And so I do like, you know, um, that they've got Dorian Thompson, you know, they've got yes. um, him uh, and they, they tried him out. And I, that's so what I think you need to do. You need to see. Okay, well, he what got, and, and I think he would have stayed in it. We wouldn't be talking about Flacco on any of this. If he wasn't concussed, I mean, he got hurt, you know, a couple of weeks ago against Denver. So. Yeah, so so you have these players, these quarterbacks. You need to see if they have something, right? They've got all this yeah. talent in college, and they come to the NFL. They need to see if they can do it. Um, Deshaun Watson, um, it's really kind of an unfortunate thing because you know he had all this talent, um, and you know obviously by his own means, uh, you know he, all this controversy. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, NFL, if you have talent, you're going to get uh, a, another chance. Yep. And so um, I think yes. Is a fan base, you need to give your quarterback uh, more uh, 
more time to get, you know, acclimated mm-hmm. to get um, it, it, as fans. It's easy to be like, okay, well, this quarterback's either good or bad based on wins yeah. and losses. And, right. and that's what I hear like Packer fans, Viking fans, all these, you know, fans saying, well, Justin Field sucks because look at his record. Yes. Wins and losses do not right. happen in a vacuum. They just don't. No. It, there's mm-hmm. roster issues. And, and, you know, so when you look at uh, Deshaun Watson, um, you know, I'm sure it's, you know, there was a lot of promise coming into season, you know, mm-hmm. after the first full season. So you mm-hmm. kind of want him to do well. You want him to take the, the reins. And, mm-hmm. you know, from a football stand, standpoint, I would, you know, um, think that, you know, obviously he, he does have to produce you know, next year. Um, yeah. You know, obviously it is you want your quarterback to be a, a leader on and off the field too. That, that would be the one thing that would uh, worry mm-hmm. me about him. Um, yes. But I, as a fan, um, yes, you want your team to win, but you also have to think of long-term, like as a bear fan, we have not been in the conversation. Like I am jealous <laughs> of, of Packer fans, uh, you know, things like that, that, yes. that have been in the conversation and, and that's what you want. And I'm sure as Browns fans, you want long-term. Right. You right. Want- and I guess that's part of it. The other part of this conversation, and, and I think the positives with the Brownies is that you've got a, a system now in Cleveland where Stefanski is now in his fourth year, fourth year as a Browns head coach for that's, that's, that's pretty significant. And he's not going anywhere. Even though fans want him fired, he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering is at eight and five and likely should finish above 500. Now the previous two seasons, they were sub 500 kind of floating there. They should make it to the playoffs if they play their cards, right. And do the things that they need to do as a team. So he's not going anywhere. So that at least part, that part of the Browns organization, I think is a real step in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And like you're talking about long-term, I think that is where you're going. And Deshaun is here. I know we know that, but it really has divided this fan base because of the things that happened off the field with Deshaun and, and, and yes, the money, but the off the field stuff still stings to a lot of this Browns population fans population. So I can absolutely see that as well. And um, I would, I, I mean, you know, listen, you know, to pretend that these NFL players are choir boys, it's, you know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a misnomer. Um, yeah. I would think I would be, you know, more worried and frustrated that how much they gave up for it. Right. You know, and, and that's, you know, cause, cause as you know, I know as yeah. a bear fan draft assets mean something, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you have a good front office that can then turn, you know, late draft picks into, you know, stars and, and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you need the top end talent from the draft year after year to replenish, yeah. uh, yep. you know, injuries that happen and, yeah. and, um, also then, you know, contracts, because when mm-hmm. you have a quarterback that's making that much, you just have to make other concessions yeah. on, on the roster. And I think, yeah. you know, that's when you, you talk about, you know, roster building and, and, and some of the fringe uh, people that don't really pay attention to NFL rosters, you know, they just yeah. say, you know, oh, this, t- you know, this quarterback is, is uh, better than this one because of the wins and losses. You, you have to, there's so much more than that. You have yeah. to look at, you know, where the team is uh, injuries and all that and no, they're yes. not excuses. Uh, but you know, that's why like, you know, there are a lot of people that are out on fields. Um, but you know, fields has, you know, come off of injury and yes, you know, it, it was, uh, a, a tough game versus the Vikings. Um, but he shook off, uh, uh-huh. those fumbles and he had a mm-hmm. clutch throw 
And, and it's funny because, you know, any, you have those good, uh, you know, plays to point to yeah. and uh, the naysayers aren't going to believe it, you know, and right. I'm sure, you know, that's going to happen with uh, Deshaun Watson as well. Yep. I mean, cause yes, he's obviously going to go into 2024 as, as the quarterback. Yep. Um, and probably the most um, he's very scrutinized. Yeah, <laughs> like and probably the the most popular person is going to be uh, uh, Dorian uh, Thompson um, Robinson, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Everybody will be clamoring for him after Deshaun throws his first interception next year again. So, yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. We have that to look forward to. But um, Andy, I think we're going to wrap things up tonight. I think uh, you know I'm excited about tomorrow's game. I'll, I'll stay in touch with you. Um, and see how how things pan out, and if you're, um, I'm hoping your your predictions do not come through. Come through, but uh, it, it should be a good game. And uh, as Bears and Browns fans, we are very passionate, loyal fan bases. So enjoy your. Um, I, I you're going to be going to the draft, and I I love the fact too, Andy. We'll have to talk about it more. Uh, I don't think we talked. Did we talk about it early? I can't remember. It's been an hour now. We've been, but I know we talked about your you're taking your um, trips around the. Uh, to do the uh, summer training camps, which is just awesome. Uh, Andy and I were talking, I think, was that off air? I think. No, it was on <laughs> air. We, yeah. yeah. It was okay. Just about all those, the, the, the different spots. And so um, you'll have to come to a Browns. I think that's what you need to do. You need to come to the Browns training camp. That is a spectacle. That's fun. It's very engaging with the fans. Uh, it's at the off in Berea um, on the college campus down here. And, um, I've been there once or twice and it's really cool. So, so it's funny you say that last couple summers, I've actually vacationed in Ohio. Uh, I, I took the kids to uh, the pro football hall of and fame. And you survived. And I you know. survived. A couple years ago, I took them to the pro football hall of fame and we also went to Cedar point. Oh, and then, great stop. Um, yeah. And then, and last summer, then we went to uh, um, Kings Island and excellent. Uh, and a uh, Reds game. So what do you uh, think of the, what did you think of the two amusement parks? It's been so long since I've been to either one, but I, I've been to both when I was a kid. I liked King, Kings Island better um, just because, yeah. you know, uh, Cedar point is so spread out and yes. I, just, I, I liked Kings Island, uh, you know, just for um, what they had. And yeah. uh, obviously we did the fast pass for Kings Island and that really helped things. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, Cedar Point was good. Uh, they had some of the, you know, major ones that I really enjoyed. But overall, yeah. Kings Island for me was a better experience. Okay. Well, that has me motivated to try to get to one of those places. I know my wife went to the University of Cincinnati and we're, we've gone down that, that way many times. So maybe we'll we'll go down there later this summer again. So, hey, Andy, again, from NFL Outdated, catch him uh, again on the X uh, on YouTube, NFL Outdated. He just does a great job, interviews some great guests I've had an opportunity to be on your show. I'd love to be on there again sometime down the line. Uh, but Andy and I have stayed in contact over the last couple of seasons, part uh, with the Johnny Cleveland podcast. And uh, we're part of fans first sports network, the fanatical elves here. And uh, again, just thanks for joining us tonight. And we look forward to uh, talking to you down the line and the bears and the brownies play tomorrow at one o'clock. Again, uh, Andy's wearing his old Walter Payton, Walter Payton, great running back all-time Hall of Famer. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Gail Sayers this last week, so lots more to talk about in the future. May the best team win. Go Brownies. <laughs> we'll t- talk to you later, Andy. Thanks again for having me. Okay, let me find my music. Wait, I got to find Okay, here we go. See ya. <laughs>